Hi, Spring fans. Welcome to a beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Spring Developer Advocate Josh Long, and this show is all about the real heroes behind Spring and its ecosystem. Beautiful podcast. How are you this fine 6th of July 2023? I can't believe the weather. I'm here in beautiful Singapore uh, and it's just been an amazing week visiting with the community and customers and so on. Uh, but some of you may have noticed on Tuesday we recorded uh, worldwide the hottest uh, uh, temperatures across the planet. And uh, yeah, we could certainly feel that here in the peninsular country of Singapore. Uh, and uh, I've just been having a lot of fun keeping cool, talking to amazing people about spring and production and uh, all that good stuff. And friends, I'm, the, the tour has been ongoing. I started this journey, as some of you may know, in Taiwan, and then we went to uh, Australia, then we went to uh, Korea, and now we're here in Singapore, and then we're off to Jakarta. And next week, I'll be doing a Spring One Tour event uh, in Jakarta on the 13th of July. I hope you'll join me there. Uh, we did a swing, Spring One Tour event here in Singapore. We did one in Korea. Uh, and, uh, you know, these things have just been a lot of fun. We did a big event as well. Not a Spring One Tour, but a big event in Taipei as well. Uh, so lots of great audiences and, and questions and, uh, you know, uh, food and fun and all that stuff. So join us for this uh, in Jakarta. As I say, uh, next, uh, well, basically like a week from now, July, July 13th, 2023, that'll be fun. And of course, I'm also going to be doing a, an event in Malaysia. Details to be confirmed. I'll talk to you more about it when I know more next week, I suppose. I'm also doing an event uh, in Tokyo, a Java user group appearance there in Tokyo on the 31st of July. So Jakarta is the 13th of July, 1-3, and uh, Tokyo is the 31st, 3-1 uh, of July. Okay, so I'll see you there in Tokyo as well. And then, of course, my friends, uh, there's just a bunch of stuff afterwards, including uh, DevX Belgium and, uh, you know, VMware Explorer, of course, in uh, Las Vegas and, uh, uh, you know, all, all sorts of good stuff. So just uh, definitely be on the lookout. Check out my website, joshlong.com, for more details. Today, my friends, uh, we have, you know, I've been kind of busy. I've just been trying to do occasional live streams because I've been bouncing from customer to customer with very little time in between. Uh, and during that time, I've just been writing a lot of like fun code. I've worked on the chat GPT starter for Spring Boot and uh, helped build the Gravium native image support for that and clean things up a little bit. I worked on um, automatically declaring interface-based clients using interfaces uh, in the smart, uh, in the, uh, you know, automatically turning HTTP service proxy factory compatible interfaces into interfaces without actually having to use the factory method. I did all sorts of stuff to make it easier and cleaner and, uh, uh, and, and so on. And there's just also kind of work around GraalVM and making stuff native as well. So all that is just coming together really nicely. Um, check out GitHub, check out my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash at coffee software. Um, Today, my friends, we are joined by Anton Ar Ar Arhipov, who's a fellow Java champion. He's a legend. He's, he works on the JetBrains team, uh, talking about IntelliJ, uh, Java, and all this kind of stuff. And um, he joined me, actually, for a nice discussion we had back in Barcelona, Spain, uh, in May of this year for the beautiful Spring I.O. event. Uh, and uh, the conversation was uh, illuminating, as always. I've known him for like a decade or more. He's just a good friend. But we didn't ever get a chance to sit down and do a podcast. So this was a real treat for me. And uh, we had a bunch of people that wanted to talk to us because we were recording kind of in a little co corner off in the, the middle uh, away from the conference. But people... <laughs> People wanted to say hi and get photos with Anton and and uh, and yours truly, so it was a lot of fun. Anyway, enjoy, my friends, as always, and we'll see you next week. Okay, my friend, we did it. We're, we have the amazing background here of uh, fire distinguisher, fire, fire extinguisher. Yeah, not a distinguisher. I think in was that the word? distinguisher? Is a, that would be a very different thing. Extinguisher, yeah, yeah. extinguisher. Right. It distinguishes the fires. <laughs>
<laughs> it paints them different colors so they burn differently. No, um, okay, wait, uh, there we go. Gotta, gotta see your name badge. There you go. We're joined today, <laughs> joined today live from Barcelona, Spain, which is again awesome paradise, awesome you, place, yes. and awesome timing. You wouldn't, you wouldn't think we're in a dark, you wouldn't know we're in, not actually in a dark dungeon right now, but we are. It's, we're just in the closeted area behind the scenes. Um, that's by design right now. Hey, friend. Don't, we're going to be doing a live stream, so just go that way. Yeah, sorry. We'll put the camera that way. There we go. So um, we're, we're live. I'm joined by uh, an old friend, long time. You're, are you st you're still in Estonia? Yes, I am. Uh, based out of Estonia, long time friend, Anton Arhipo. Arhipo, yes, correct. Hey, yeah. That's the best way you could pronounce it. Okay, I did it. I did it. It was by accident, but I did it. Uh, um, yeah, you. I mean, I've known you for forever. You were not always at, I mean, when did I first, you were at Jeff, uh, Zero Turnaround, right? I like, was at Zero Turnaround, probably we met maybe 10, 12, 14 years ago. It's, it's like, been a, a long time. Yeah, forever. Uh, you, poor guy. Poor guy. Yeah. He deserved better friends. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyway, we're joined uh, by Anton Arhipov from the JetBrains uh, advocacy team. You're a developer advocate over yeah. at JetBrains. I don't know. I think people are probably using them. They know, they know a thing or two about it, right? Yes, I'm, I think so. Yeah, I'm a fan. I don't know if you noticed, but I use it uh, on my whenever I can. You know, uh, it's it's done well for me. So you're here at Spring I/O. We're in Barcelona. It's 2023. What are you talking about? Uh, I was I just had a talk half an hour ago. I finished it about IntelliJ uh, debugger features. Nice. So like debugging Java applications, including Spring applications. Right. There are bugs in Spring applications? <gasps> no, we don't make bugs. So yeah. We just develop features. Right, right. Okay. But I, I think debugging is not the thing that you should be aiming at. Like, uh, right. You should write applications, write your code, develop tests, and then you don't need the debugger because you will not have bugs. But once in a while, you, you know, you have to cope with the legacy code. Right. And then trying to make sense of the application might not be that easy if you just stare at the code. And uh, even, even staring doesn't help. Even if it's a small application, it might behave differently than when you look at the source code. Right. It might execute something else because there's dynamics, right? There, there are proxies, there is instrumentation, there are... You can load new classes aspects. into the class loader after the right. program has started up. Right. Yeah, totally. So, so reflections. Reflection, yeah. Yeah, so like probably you see that there is a, a code that it, the editor shows you that it's not used anywhere. You do find usages. It doesn't show you that right. it's being used, but then you execute the code and you see there is an effect, that some, some, some method prints out something, for instance, right. right? But you are pretty sure that it's not used anywhere. With the debugger, you can intercept. When the application is running, you can intercept that place and find that yeah. culprit who is actually invoking your method through reflection, for instance. Oh, because you can pause this the call st stack, right? You can right. see who called the thing. You can navigate the stack uh, and see, ah, that's the place. Amazing. I've, I've done that a million times, right? Like, it's super useful. Um, okay, well, that's cool. And, and we recently added some cool features. Uh, it's in the AAP, not in the release version right now. Right. So last week, we released a new AAP of IntelliJ IDEA with support for reactive programming. For Project Reactor, we have Flux and Mono wow. rendering in the watches. Uh, oh, so you can, you can follow the stats as well? Is that, is that using yeah. the uh, vector dev tools behind the scenes or uh, a separate thing? 
I think it has hooks like in the configuration in the settings. Uh, there are options that you can enable for debugging, like that make the call into the reactor, like right. using, using the, the the tools. But um, the, the cool part is that in the watches view, you can actually render some of the things. I was using your demo. Oh no! Using your demo of the reactor, yeah. like reactive web flux application, right. like with the repository, with the customer repository. Right. And when you make a call to a service, and like you, you like, ah, there is a service, there is the repository. You inspect the repository and shows you by default a JDK proxy, a JDK proxy. And uh, you cannot figure out what values it will return. But in the watches view, you now can add a new watch, a new expression, service.repository.findall. Right. And uh, and see and the results live. And see the results live. And in the stack trace, you will see the annotated, like, flux flat map. Right. Blocks, I don't know what auto operators you can come up with, right? right? They will be annotated. You will be you'll uh, immediately be able to see uh, the parts of the stack trace annotated by these annotations, like indicating really that this is the reactor API in the library code and also in your code as well. So wow. can, you will be able to trace your pipeline. This is a dream. I mean, because that's the thing people complain about is it's just hard to debug reactive code. It's not if you know what you're doing, there's tools, but just to have it integrated in the main view that all people are expecting to look at. Because if you know what you're doing, means you have to know how to look at uh, the reactor tools and things like that. It's still not easy. You know, it just be, if it was just built into the thing that we're doing, it'd be great, right? Yeah, and it's a new feature. It's a new feature. It's in the AAP. So folks, you have to try it and let us know how it works for you. Right. Uh, but it's not only that. Even the features that we have in the IntelliJ for years, Apparently, people don't really know about them because they're well hidden. They're well hidden in some uh, configuration dialogues and so on. For instance, did you know that you can configure a breakpoint not to suspend? So you set a breakpoint. Oh, but just to log something or whatever? Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. So it's like debugging with print lights. <laughs> but now you know exactly what it's going to And happen. you can change the behavior as well. For instance, you set a breakpoint, like set it non-suspending. Put some evaluation exp like expression to evaluate and log. Right. And for instance, set some uh, instance field to null. Oh wow! Because some condition needs to be met oh, when you, you when you call a new instance, for instance. You can set the field we know in the breakpoint. Yeah. Nice. And then set some other breakpoint and make it dependent on the first one. Wait, so you can actually just evaluate any Java code, basically, right? Like yeah. You could say Java it, and Kotlin. You can have Sweden print out a dialog or show up a dialog or something. Well, not that you should, but again. And not only that, you can like in the debugger. It's not like actually a debugger feature. It's actually a runtime feature right. when you uh, can update the application, like add new statements, new invocations in your code, right. recompile the class, and then the debugger is that trigger for you. It will ask you, "Hey, you have new bytes on your file system. Do you want them to be in the runtime?" To say, "Yes, I confirm." Right. It sends the bytes right there. And if you didn't, didn't change too much, it will update the running application with a new behavior. For instance, you had a, a new logging statement, right. or you didn't want some method to invoke. Or uh, even if you don't do that, you can force some behavior in, in the debugger. For instance, you get into some library method, you don't right. know how it works, but you need some specific value out of it as a, as a return value. Force return and return the value uh, like to the previous frame so that you can force the behavior of some library of right. some external API in your application without changing the code. Wow. Okay. 
So this all is that already in IntelliJ? Is that yeah, has been there forever? Okay, so this is <laughs> just to talk to remind people of all the cool stuff. Yes, That's yes. cool, right? Yeah, I, I actually had them with the session. I learned a lot. Oh yeah, so you yeah. you just did a presentation. Yeah. That is what people should go watch for the full skinny yeah. on what's yeah. happening here. Yeah, I, being I, hope, I hope the recorded recording will be up soon. So yeah. uh, please check that out. And not a lot of features that I showed today, ninety nine percent has been there for ages, and ages, uh, yeah. yeah, people just don't like use them. I'm not forcing people to debug their applications. As I said, just write tests, but sometimes you're forced to analyze what this application yeah. is doing and you yeah. have to spend time. The great thing you showed uh, side, in my opinion was the concurrency stuff. I mean, yeah, Concur wow. debugging the concurrent bug. That's yeah. so hard. And sometimes the debugger causes the 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 lock. It causes, it, it causes you to have different behaviors so you can't even oh. see the issue on. What, what, what I showed was that in, in a breakpoint, you have a setting to suspend only the thread that hits the breakpoint, not all the threads. Awesome. So what I was showing is that from multiple threads, you're going to be adding, let's say, a value into a list, yeah. the same value. And let's say you have a condition uh, that if this value exists, please don't add it again, right? Uh, and we have an assertion that if the size is two or if the size is one, then it passes. So the requirement is that the size of the list should be one. And we ended up with a two. size of two because from the different threads, we added the same value. Right. And the assumption was that since we are using the synchronized list, this is not going to happen. But apparently, that's not a guarantee. Yeah. And actually, if, if you run this test just once, it's going to pass. It's going to sure. pass. It's, it will be fine because it's a concurrency issue. To this fail to uh, this test to fail, you have to execute it multiple, many, many times. And uh, uh, in IntelliJ, we have a feature. Yeah. Run the test until it fails. So it's going to be flaky multiple. tests. Yeah. This happens all the time. I love test containers. But it is now a new moving part. And sometimes, you know, those containers get a little, uh, you know, not need predictable. A, I mean, software, right? It's the world. It is the software. But when you start up a whole operating system and a piece of infrastructure just to run a test, you know, it, don't be surprised if one little bit goes the wrong way or something. Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Like it has. Or so network issues, in, you know, in, in intelligence, we have this runner that can continuously run your test until it fails. And that concurrency bug can be discovered. So sometimes at the session, I was lucky. I executed the test uh, and it failed in 500 iterations. Yeah. I was lucky to fail the <laughs> test. And uh, sometimes I told, when I was making this uh, demo, like sometimes it took me a while. I had to wait for 10 minutes for the test to fail. So it actually failed. So there is a probability wow. that it can fail. But with uh, emulating this um, behavior in the debugger, right, like step by step in different threads, I was able immediately to fail this test. I love it. Yeah. I mean, I'm sad yeah. that you failed the test, but you, you were able to fix, <laughs> you're also able to fix yeah. it. Yeah, you're able, able to fix it, right? Wow, I love that. Josh, I just have to ask. Well, can I, can I take this off with you? Sure. We're, we're going to finish this live stream. Ah, sorry. No problem. <laughs> a few minutes. A few, a few minutes. Uh, get one with the, the two of us. This is one of my heroes right here. This guy. Yeah, yeah. Like I've, I, we were just talking that in the beginning of the stream. We we're talking about how we've been friends for like at least a decade, maybe more, right? Just a long time. I'm a, I learned from him. Um, okay, so debugging, huge uh, thing. And it's and and you know, we I make I make jokes, but I'm a I work on the framework stuff. I work in low level stuff as well as right consumer consumer apps. Yeah. There's a lot of tricky stuff happening in the low levels of, of a given framework and you need right. a debugger. Don't pretend you don't, right? 
The yeah. benefit is that we do all that work so that hopefully at the higher levels, you can avoid a lot of that, right? Right. If you're an application developer, you write your business logic. I think if you do things right, you don't need the debugger that much. Right. But once you need it, you better be productive with it. So like quickly solve your problem and get away from it. Right. I love it. Um, are you on the internet? I am. Are you on the Twitters or something? Yeah. Or my, my Twitter handle, Anton Arkipo. Okay, so I'm going to paste that right here. Uh, let's see. HTTPS, Twitter, okay. dot com, slash, A N T O N, A R H I P O V. Yes. Like correct. that? Okay. Yep. Paste that right there. Come on. Follow this human being. What are, are you on the Mastodon, by the way? I'm, I'm, I'm always asking. In case the bird site burns uh, down. I, I am, but I'm not using it. I, yeah, I me too. Couldn't, I mean, I'm trying. I, I couldn't make myself like uh, to check twice, twice stuff. And yeah. Maybe one day I will be more active there. But yeah, you can find me mustard on, on the same handle. So that's, okay. that's it. Find him there if you have questions. Because you, you missed a chance. We're, he was here right now, live. We got him. Here. To sit down here. Live. In Barcelona. Live. In person. We got to, and I haven't. Uh, I don't think we got to hang out really be since before the pandemic. So it's really good to see him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, when you start thinking uh, how many years you uh, passed uh, since you last seen the person, it's like too much. Three years, four years, at least five three years. years. That was my mind. Do you want to be on the live stream for a minute? We'll do the selfie that way. Yeah, sure. But you're going to be on YouTube. You, you, you know that, and you're gonna be on YouTube. You're gonna be on, you're gonna be on lots of different YouTube, like YouTube and Twitch and everything. You're okay with that? Yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. We got a new guest in the show. Come on in. Hi. Hi. Okay. Let's take the selfie. Yeah. Here we go. Whoa, oh. Oh. Sorry. Thank you. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. See you. And thanks. He's doing. Don't leave the guy here. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Have a good lunch. Okay, my friends. Thanks for hanging out. Uh, if, you, if you have more questions, find them on the Twitter or hit me up and I'll just... And don't down. forget to subscribe to this channel right right, right, right here. Click right the here. button. The, click the button but wherever <laughs> it's below the screen. Oh, yeah. Um, Wait, what about the YouTube channel? You've got a, you've got a great YouTube channel on the JetBrain side. Yeah, I, I have uh, youtube.com slash Kotlin because oh, I'm a Kotlin developer advocate, actually. Technical. Oh, so you're just doing a talk about IntelliJ just for the... Why not? Because Kotlin doesn't have bugs. So you're like... Like we like a JetBrains, we are assigned to the teams, and right? Assigned to Kotlin team, but I do a lot on IntelliJ. Sometimes I do stuff on Team CD. Uh, whatever it takes. We are in the same company, so love it. We, we love it. To, we have to help the users from the user perception. Oh, I think I'm it, a JetBrains guy, yeah, so of course. Hey, I think I no. I was just thinking about it. We probably saw each other at KotlinConf a few weeks ago. Or like a month ago. Yes. Or... Yes. Okay. So that was very fast. That felt like a million years ago already because I've been to uh, like there, been to other countries. There has been so many new faces, so many old faces, uh, old friends. Uh, it was like we were running. Oh, just over a thousand miles an hour. Did you? Right. What do you think? Of, I mean, this was not what I intended to talk to you about. But what do you think of the WebAssembly stuff in Kotlin? Oh, that's, that's very interesting. I would say that's very interesting. Yeah. But uh, my my personal view on the web assembly uh it has been the web assembly itself right. has been there for many years sure why if it's so cool and if it's so promising why we are not using web assembly already today because there's no uh garbage collection for the for most languages yet we have rust well people are using it there it's just that yeah. it's yeah. very uh, I, yeah. my, my personal opinion is that it's 
it has been there, but it hasn't been diverse enough. Right. Okay. To actually prove useful, like uh, for the application Kotlin and Java and yeah. this kind of languages, with especially with garbage collection, are very nice languages for application developers. Right. And Rust is a system level programming language. True. True. So if I want to fluently just get my shit done, uh, process some data, language. Sorry. Uh, Anyway, then, I, then application I, I, language is better. I agree. And, and I think that's going to be the next few years is seeing Kotlin make hope that so. move. Hope so. There's some hope that GraalVM native images will support WebAssembly in the future. And there was that cool blog from a few months Five. ago where they talked about RISC-V support. And then they buried the lead at the bottom. They said, this also might pave the way for some of the work to do WebAssembly. Hint, hint, question mark. You know, like it was not a confirmation of anything, but it was sort of maybe, you know, like new visionary stuff. Yeah. And see a lot of interesting stuff in there. But right. this is not something you do today, today. or and tomorrow. No. But maybe in some years. And Kotlin's leading the way, as always. Yeah, Kotlin, Kotlin is leading stuff there. Yeah, it's amazing. In WebAssembly, we need some features yep. to actually implement this. And currently, the team is working, you know, on the collaboration to implement those features. So it's a cool, exciting stuff. And we're going to wait when it comes. So check out his Twitter and uh, the JetBrains uh, or Kotlin YouTube channels. Oh, hey, right. great question. Oh, no, not a question. Just a, uh, just a, some love from the community. Yeah. Great work. The new IntelliJ UI looks amazing. Oh, are you using the new IntelliJ UI? Of course. And people oh. think I'm using a different ID. I'm like, no, no, just, I'm not even using Fleet yet. I can't wait for that too, by the way. I'm just using the regular UI, new UI in my IntelliJ. Right. I'm using it too now, but it took me quite a oh, while yeah. to get used to it. So I was switching it on and off all yeah. the time because like, actually in my setup, it doesn't even matter. I don't have tabs. I don't right. have menus. I only have the editor and uh, some menus popping up. But still, I was going back to the old UI. You know what helped me? Because I used it for 20 years. Yeah, yeah me too. And I loved it. But although even there, it's been slowly. If you saw screenshots of IntelliJ from like 20 years ago, yeah. it was a crayon box. <laughs> All the icons were colorful and glossy. We have save button. Yeah. Copy and paste button yeah. there. Right. If you, if so you check the old, like, why? But <laughs> what gets me is, when I discovered the, uh, you know, Command Shift A, right, the Omni, Uber, the master, yeah, 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 finding the action, finding everything, right, like yeah. the find all, right, find action, find type, find class, the one command bar. So, even if I don't know the, I mean, you know, you've maybe seen me on the computer. I know most of the keyboards I need need to know by by yeah. heart, but even the ones I don't, I know how to do that. I know right. Command Shift A. So when I move to the new UI, I'm like, I feel very disoriented, but I don't know why I feel like that. It's not like I ever use the menus. You know, and yeah. then I realized like, the key commands are exactly the same. That's all that mattered to me. And it is nice for presentation. Like before presentation mode made things look very clean, but now yeah. it's already very clean. I don't, it's I, already I, very it's clean. It's just yeah. nice because yeah. of the new UI. I love it. I love IntelliJ. True. I love your team. True. I love what you're doing. Thank, Thank you, you very much. much. Let's go get lunch. They have yes. good food here. Nom, 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 nom. Bye, everybody. A Beautiful Podcast is produced by me, Josh Long. I do these podcasts because I believe that everything we do in software is for and made better by people. I want to hear from you. I'm josh at joshlong.com by email or at S-T-A-R-B-U-X-M-A-N on Twitter, where, of course, my direct messages are wide open. Do you have guest ideas, topic suggestions, feedback? Don't hesitate to reach out. 
If you like the show, then please consider rating it on iTunes and leaving a review, uh, as it really helps the show. I sampled music from Steve Combs's Them from Morning and Springtime and Steve Combs's Small Victory, both of which are licensed under a Creative Commons license. I'm trying to hire production assistants to make the production of this podcast easier. I want to make sure that we can add things like show notes and transcripts and, and just generally do more. If you would like to advertise on the show, then please reach out to me. Uh, and if you can't uh, or don't want to advertise but would like to otherwise support the show, then please consider supporting me at patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Josh Long for as low as $4 a month. Thanks again. No harm came to any seasons in the making of this podcast.